today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Friday at 11.35, that means Tech Talk. Brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. And uh, Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing is here. Uh, you can hear us on CHML, of course, uh, online at 900CHML.com. We're on Facebook today, right? We're on Facebook, yes. We're on Facebook Live. And if you're uh, checking us out anywhere online, Adam Oldfield on Facebook, check it out. And you will be able to watch us live on 900CHML. Now, listen, you just, as I mentioned before the break, got uh, just to end from New York City, uh, yeah. business down there. But you've got an office down there. Yeah, yeah. It was a workcation. First of all, it was a workcation. So happy birthday to my lovely woman, uh, Michelle. So this was a bit of a, a trip. Are you telling me that you took her down there so you could write this off? <laughs> Hold on. I'm not saying this on <laughs> the air. Did you hear that, Michelle? I don't, know, I don't know who's listening here. I don't know who's from the government. No, this was exclusively okay. a right. two days was right. ex- was. Fun. Oh, damn you. <laughs> so at the end of the day, yes, we had a lovely time. And I've, I fly into New York regularly. I'm there. I'm LaGuardia. I'm on, a, I'm on a, a, a taxi, an Uber. Get to my meeting. I get in. I get out. I'm off. This was my first time stopping in New York City and staying in the, the heart of the city. I, I actually was a tourist this time. Did the Liberty Island. What would you think of it? You know it's what? It's a great city. It's overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the one thing we were at Times Square, and I just, you know, all the lights and activity and all the people that were there and, and sort of, uh, I, I, I turned to Michelle and I said, you know what? I'm a pretty calm guy. I can handle a lot of things, deal with cities constantly. And this was overwhelming for me. It was such, New York City is such a powerful ongoing em- environment. And it was really hot, right? Like it was like yeah. you know, 30 yeah. degrees Celsius, I don't know, 175 Fahrenheit, whatever they call it. So we're in this city. It's 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 11 o'clock at night. And I am just lights in, in the screen. You see it on TV all the time until you're actually you standing there. Know, you, you don't you, know until you live it. We yeah. went, uh, we, a couple of years ago, we stayed right downtown in, in Manhattan, yeah. uh, right on Broadway and 47th, I think, at the hotel there. And last, we went to Love Life Theater. We went to a show every night. And I remember the first night we did it, uh, the show ended, I guess, about 1030 or so, and we come out the door. And I figured, uh, it's it's 11 o'clock. And I like, <laughs> It was busier than it was at noon. It was insane. you couldn't move on the sidewalks. I said, "People go home." You know, they New York is. They call it the city that never sleeps, and they're right. And there's just so many people. Like I mean, again, when I work, I, I literally walk down the street, go to my address, get in. I don't really pay much attention. This was me stopping. Where am I going to eat? You know, and, and and just the cost of New York City is to just enjoy, and the tourism and so forth was a little more perplexing than I thought it was going to be. So, it's, but, it's larger than life, but man, what, a, what an experience. It was. It's great. It was, it, was, it, was, it was great. So this was my my, my little uh, experience and workcation. So yes, I did manage to get some work done while I was down there. Of course, I had to, right? So anyway, yeah, so here I am. I, I got back today live. Uh, just in time for the news from Amazon. Yeah, Amazon makes an announcement this morning, and this is something I thought was relevant. We had talked about how Amazon was going the next step in respects to upping their levels of, of grocery. We saw them set up a little grocery market where you can walk into the stores out in the uh, on the West Coast. Now they bought Whole Foods for $13 billion. This is a massive announcement. And, and by the way, this is going to set a new precedence for where we're going to see Amazon in the future. I mean, if you really take a look, we have the uh, Alexa home that we're looking at that allows you to call all things to your home. They're automating the house in all degrees. So turn on the temperature, turn on the stove, you know, it checks how many dishes you have. This is it now it really does lay down the foundation. Amazon will be our future largest grocery mark market out there. And Walmart better uh, up their game if they're going to be able to compete out there in the market. 
They're everywhere. I mean, you know, we just had the story earlier this week about Sears Canada being in dire circumstances. Uh, and, and one of the reasons for that, of course, is, is warehousing and distribution. And Amazon is kicking their butt when it comes to that, and yeah, which made a lot of people wonder how come they even tried to go up against them last year. Well, and, and you know, Amazon is so forward thinking. They just also launched a patent this, that was announced this morning. And apparently it passed a patent that blocks you as a consumer to be able to shop compare if you're on their Wi-Fi. So they're going to own a patent that literally will stop uh, uh, a consumer. Now think about this. Uh, Amazon has the patent. And the reason they did this was to actually block other retailers from coming up with ways that if you're uh, if you're inside the Gap, Walmart, or any grocery market, and you want to look at that and go, I wonder if I can get that cheaper on Amazon, and you want to go on their Wi-Fi, Amazon has the patent that stops other Wi-Fi services from allowing you to shop compare. So that means that they're going to more or less control the market that Walmart and all these others will no longer be able to say, you know what, if you're using our free Wi-Fi, we're not going to let you shop or compare it against Amazon. Amazon actually blocked it. What a strategic move from a, from a company forward thinking going, you know what, we want you to shop compare oh, yeah. and we want you to be able. So we're going to create the patent that will not allow others to block you from searching Amazon from your store. Nope, it's, uh, they're, they're making all the right moves, that's for sure. It's a strategic uh, move, listen, yeah. I wanted to ask you about the CRTC ruling, too, yes. because earlier this week there was a ruling about uh, about unlocking phones and the, and the fee for that. That's right, yeah. So this is something I hear from many people. You know, I want to unlock my phone and I, it, it costs 60 bucks, anywhere between 50 to $60, depending on who you're with. Or if you go to any of the other little kiosks in the mall, it's usually around, you know, $50, $60. Now, it's annoying, but it allows you to take your phone to another provider. Where the law comes in, and I want to be clear on this, is that, yay, that means I can go and unlock my phone. And I I actually spoke with uh, a friend of mine, and and he was saying, well, this is great. I'm with Rogers right now. I'm going to go and just unlock these phones before they change their mind. I'm like, just as a reminder, you can't change the plan if you're already in a contract. So if you're in a two-year contract, you can't now, you can still do it, but there may be a fee. It's only when your contract is ended and your contract has completed com- uh, completely, you can now unlock your phone. Yeah, so, because people got that confused. I mean, that the fee for unlocking the phone, some people thought, well, that's the, the penalty for breaking the contract. That's right. They're yes. two separate things. They're two separate a- and things. And that penalty is still in play. Only when you're in a contract with yeah. that provider. So just as a side note, if you start to feel that, hey, wait a minute, there's new laws that say that I should be allowed to unlock this at no cost. No, folks. If you've got a contract, they are still allowed to charge you a fee for that. Uh, let's talk about, since it's going to be, well, it's 30 degrees already here, and it's going to be a hot, sticky weekend, my own personal air conditioner. You know what? This is awesome. So this little air conditioner is no bigger than probably your, your, your set of glasses. You fill it up with a little bit of water and think of it as, you know, those desk fans you can set up yeah, on the table yeah. and it blows a nice cool breeze on you and you feel a little warm. It's more or less blowing hot air at you, but, uh, or listening to me speak is like hot air. But, I mean, you get a lot of that on this side of the <laughs> microphone, but at this cage, this little device allows you to plug in and it, you know, lit- will run as a little minor, a uh, little miniature air conditioner. It will create uh, a a little cool breeze. So if you're sitting at your desk and you don't feel the air temperatures at the level of, of happiness, you can now buy this little device and it's reasonable. It's less than, I think, $80. And you can now have a portable little air conditioner sitting on your desk, keeping it cool or in your little small bedroom apartment. We've been talking about electric cars for the last little while. And of course, the provincial government here is really pushing for us to start moving in that direction. That's right. And the big knock against them from a lot of folks, and we talked about this story earlier this week, Adam, that 
uh, referred to the fact that car dealerships are probably going to be a thing of the past in seven to ten years. I don't buy that story, but because right. everybody's going to be buying electric cars. But they say, no, 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 it's not going to happen because you know what? You can't drive very far. Right. That's great if you're going from Stony Creek to Ancaster, maybe. Yep. But if you're going from uh, Hamilton to uh, Ottawa, yes. uh, you just can't. I mean, electric cars aren't feasible. It's amazing some of the technology that's coming up right now to address this. And Qualcomm's right up there, too. Well, there's two factors. One is we're seeing a, a, a new car coming out. I'm talking about the, the Tesla thing in the official yeah, in a second, right. but let's do Qualcomm. Well, Qual- Qualcomm, okay, is a microchip provider. You probably have it in one of your phones, um, or you didn't even know you had it. It's a, it's a, it's a microchip innovator. Uh, and one of the things about this, this product is that they've just released the ability that two cars can drive over, think of it as a road with a plug-in. And as the car is driving over top of this device, it will allow for the car to constantly charge. So your car is constantly getting charged as you're rolling down the road. It will keep your uh, charge at a maximum peak. Why is that important? Obviously, you don't need to stop and refuel or plug in. Uh, I was talking to a gentleman with a Tesla the other day, and from Hamilton all the way to Montreal, he was able to, he had to stop at a supercharge, but it was a 40-minute charge. And I mean, the cars get up to about 400 kilometers per uh, uh, per charge, full charge. And now you're thinking, you know, Montreal is about 600 kilometers. So you have to charge. You have to stop. You have to put a 45 minutes in. It's not like a gas station, 10 minutes, you're off and gone. So this is going to be a new device. And Qual- uh, I'm not even going to say Qualcomm. That. Thank you. They will set up this patent that allows the licensing for other uh, manufacturers, uh, car manufacturers, for this to charge the battery as it goes. The benefits of this, one, you can now drive your electric car longer and further when it's in the road. Number two is that it will also allow the cars to have smaller batteries. Right now, a Tesla or any of the Volts, any of these cars, they have massive batteries inside these things. It, it actually makes it extremely heavy. Um, there's lots of room and a lot of space, but the car's actually quite heavy. So smaller battery capacity also allows for more efficiency. The car can actually go further when there's less weight forcing it to travel. So anyway, this is very revolutionary and they've launched this patent and they're right now can charge two cars at the same time. And I can only imagine that they're going to be putting it in single lanes, like the HOV lanes right now in Ontario would make sense. Sure. And that if you have an electric car, they would be allowed to use those lanes at the same time would charge the battery. Yeah, because you're right. The automatic car, those green cars, they're in there already. Yeah, so that's right. That way, because that's that's the big problem: charging stations and and you know if you want to go to Ottawa, well, I got to you know book a 45 minute stop in Kingston or or longer, you know, to get a charge. Well, it's like a kinetic. Uh, I'm no you know physics uh, uh, major, but the way it works is that if you took the stretch on the uh, QEW from Burlington to Mississauga, that would probably eight, keep your charge at minimum. Right now, they don't overcharge and they don't exceed. So if you went in at 50% and you're sitting on this road and you travel between Burlington and Mississauga, right now the technology allows that battery to stay at that capacity. It wouldn't be able to do much more than that. And it charges two cars at the same time. I think it was every four miles. So that's kind of off rate at the moment, but the technology's there and it's going to improve in time. All right. Uh, one of the uh, competitors for Tesla right now, of course, is Henrik Fisker, and they've come up with some rather innovative ideas. You know what? He came out with a product a few years back and it was a sports car to compete and it kept 
kept exploding. Their batteries were like the Note 7 from Samsung. It was just horrendous. Uh, thought he was done. He came up with a new product called the E-Motion Autonomous Electric Car to compete with the Tesla. And the reason I bring this up, because there's a lot of electric cars. I, I'm bringing this one into the, into the picture for a couple newsworthy m- notes. Number one, what we just discussed. The range of an electric car is extremely limited. This car... And by the way, it's gorgeous. It, it can match with a Tesla any day as far as comparable uh, style and innovation. The batteries on these vehicles can actually go uh, uh, much further, up to 650 kilometers, 400 miles. Um, it charges in nine minutes. And you charges up to, up to 160 kilometers in nine minutes. So... We just spoke about the fact it takes 45 for a Tesla. Now you'll be able to supercharge one of these cars and it will be able to charge and give you 160 kilometers extra for only nine minutes of charge time. So this is huge. Now, okay, that's cool and that's kind of technology. These are the things I like about this car. Because if I'm going to drop 100K on an electric car and do my due diligence, it's got an electric... Uh, a lipic electromagnetic glass, which tints on command, Bill. So y- you press a button and the windows naturally will tint and go as dark or as... Like as, progressive lenses. Like progressive lenses, except it's in your car. It's kind of like, you know what? Uh, you can take those back windows and think of it as this technology being the new limo and you want to like, I'm going to tint it out or I can remove it without rolling down the window. The other one, it's got butterfly doors and a digital key, which again gives a little more profile. Tesla has a few of these very interesting features, but this one's actually really cool. So long distance and the fact it comes with a few bells and whistles. That is fabulous. It's about a hundred grand, but hey, come on, Father's Day is coming up, right? Well, they're, they're hoping it's a to, great gift idea. It's, it's 129,000 US, which was where Tesla was coming out at the beginning. Yeah. And they're claiming that this new innovation car is going to be the next stage of the, the, the mass-produced vehicles. So, um, yeah, we're going to be able to see a lot more of this in the future. And these cars are going to be much more affordable uh, when we're talking about uh, uh, the few. Anyway, the long and the short is we're all going to have an electric car and it's going to be autonomous driving and it's going to have electric tinted windows. I mean, that's just way cool. More and more people starting to use the uh, the Roomba. We've talked about that, of course. That's the uh, the, the, the vacuum cleaner with a, a brain yep. uh, that goes around and cleans your house. But that's for inside the house. And the, the company that I guess has, has obviously been so successful as a result of this has now decided to go outside. You know, I think of you when I see these products, Bill. I really do because we spoke about the one that actually was, you know, cutting the grass. Yeah. Remember that one? Okay. Yeah. Now, that's not by this group. But this inventor came up with now a product called the Teratil. The Teratil is a weed whacker of the garden. It runs on solar panels, so there's no battery, there's no charging, and it will run through your garden, and it knows when to pick a weed. It knows when to trim a weed, pick a weed, and it will more or less keep your garden nice and trimmed and pruned to keep it nice and clean. So that way, you know what? It makes our gardening experience that much less involved. So if you're looking for ways to help your life a little easier in the garden, guess what? The Teratil is... Now available. How do they di- differentiate between you know, a weed and, and something that I'm growing in the garden? Well, you know what? I wouldn't know the difference if you put me in a garden any day. <laughs> so, I mean, I would be the worst experience sitting me. So, I, I'm guessing it's got the uh, knowledge of these are the lines of which you're growing. These are the weeds of which you want to n- n- uh, recognize. It, it actually has a sensor model that, that recognizes, uh, I believe, most weeds, dandelions. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know all the weed names, but most of it, as it was indicating, was there's a trail of the popular ones that will, that will hold and keep a record of it so that way it can trim your weeds effectively and make sure to pull the proper ones. 
it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you're not in your hands in these anymore. You can be sitting up on the porch having a tall, cool one, and, and this little thing's doing all the work <laughs> for you. While another one's cutting your grass. Another one's and cutting the grass, and the Roomba's in the house doing everything else. Life is good. Can't beat that. Exactly. Exactly. I, listen, I saw you put this on Facebook the other day. This is really kind of cool about uh, drones with defibrillators. The, yeah. You know what? I'll probably be talking a lot about Tech Talk in the future about drones. And one of the cool things about this new fact, they tested it in Sweden, and defibrillators are now being delivered directly to patients who are calling in 911 with a, with a cardiac arrest. It's actually, a, this is a real challenge. And they did a test, and it, they were able to get a defibrillator drone in the air in less than three seconds. So someone's on standby, click it, and off it goes. In, in the case of an actual dispatch of a medical assistance, it can take up to 22 minutes versus five minutes for a drone to arrive. Well, now, that's, again, that, the old line is the crow flies. That's how the drone will get there. However, there is one small uh, setback. The, the, the fact of the matter is if your drone arrives and nobody's there to defibrillate, it actually isn't doing anybody any good. So someone's got to actually be on site to to administer the defibrillator. But the fact of the matter is if there is a call in and someone is there and we need this medical equipment to arrive quickly and efficiently, there is now a solution and drones are being tested in Sweden to do this. So basically that means do not use this as a replacement for 911. <laughs> No, you can call 911. This might be able to address, administer getting it to the person in need. Now, over the last couple of years, you have been a staunch defender of the the Galaxy S8. Staunch. 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 I mean, you've, you've had its back. It. Yes. Uh, <laughs> even when it was on fire, you had its back. Uh, but <laughs> now, now yes. Consumer Reports, which is the Bible for so many of us, yes. is actually substantiating what you've been saying. You know what? They've really put it through the test. And and I I commented on that. And you know what? You can take it for what it's worth. Samsung really had to up their game. They were w- being watched for every move they made, everything they came out with. And the and it doesn't surprise me that the S8, both of them, the Plus and the Standard, are uh, become Consumer Reports' best-rated smartphone. And it's got all the amenities of yet the iPhone to come out. Not that I want to knock the iPhone, but it really is advanced. So now with the Note 8 that we're going to be seeing coming to the mark very, very soon, the key things that really gave it the most uh, uh, advantage is the fact that it connects to a monitor. It can become a, a separate computer, which is the future, Bill. Having a computer in addition to having your phone is now going to be merged as one. So for, for a fact in the matter... The S8 has this ability. It is waterproof. It is dustproof. And the number one thing that it still beats the iPhone 7 on is the fact it has a headphone jack. Boom. boom. I dropped the mic. If you can't That's see a it, mic drop boom. thing right there. There it is. It's yes. an iPhone drop, actually. <laughs> when I was in New York, I couldn't tell you how many people in the subway I saw with those uh, yeah. uh, AirPods. It yeah. looked like people had something draining out of their ear, you know? Like it was like, oh, wow. I thought everyone had an earwax challenge. But anyway, it was all these AirPods. In New York, they yeah, you everywhere. might have been right. Absolutely everywhere. Uh, listen, I got just a couple of seconds left here before we have to finish up, but uh, Google is going to convince me to uh, use solar panels. You know what? Nothing says you need to buy than knowing your neighbor has it and someone giving you a guilt trip. So one thing is that Google's got now the uh, uh, algorithm rhythm architecture that allows you or will allow you in Google Maps when you want to search and go, geez, I wonder, uh, uh, there's actually a program in Google that will show you where the sun is actually uh, uh, being seen. And I work with ProQuip. Uh, we do this quite a bit with, uh, we did it with Lifesavers Park. And we were able to use Google's algorithm to tell us when the sun's shining, how often it shines, how many t- how many hours it shines. Well, now when you do this on your home and you're determining, geez, maybe I could get solar panels from my roof. You can do it with Google Maps. 
But not only that, it will show you all the other houses in the neighborhood that have it and will show you the benefits of why they're using it and why you should as well. So nothing like Google to more or less give you a little nudge in the side to say, hey, you might want to get these because your neighbors have one and it will be advantageous. So yeah, little guilt trip algorithm that Google just launched. You'll be able to determine now whether your house is eligible for solar panels or not. Tech Talk, we do this every Friday at 1135, brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine with Adam Oldfield, President and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, Bill. We're back next week. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.